Is there value in thinking that there's good in everybody and everybody comes from this perspective of doing their best? Welcome to the Inner Dominatrix podcast, the show that gets you stepping into being the badass in business you were born to be, challenging your preconceived ideas and getting you to step deeper into the realm of consciousness. So I was at a convention. Well, no, they don't want me to call it a convention. It was an event, the Toronto Change Days this past weekend. And it was epic, to say the least, unlike anything I've ever been to. And I found that, you know, there's, I'm in a room where these are, the majority of them are these change professionals. So they work in corporations to help manage and navigate the, the changes that happen. So system-wide changes or, you know, implementation of something new and getting people on board. And it's an interesting group of people because they are very open, receptive. They want to, you know, discuss and navigate what is going on. And they don't generally come to the table with preconceived ideas. However, I did hear many times over the weekend this idea that people are doing their best. People are coming from, you know, their their actually intention is to do their best. And I don't totally agree with that. Now, for the majority of people, yes, there are they are. They are coming from this place of they're trying to do their best. They just maybe don't have the great tools to shift it in gear so that they let go of being triggered and stop showing up like an asshole. So that's one group. That's about 85% of the population. But if you followed this podcast at all for a while, you know that there's this other 15% of the population that will never really, you know, have this ability or really care whether they are doing their best. They're going to do what works for them. They're going to do what allows them to get what they want. Now, maybe we could make a case for that is them doing their best because they're doing their best to get what they want. It's a possibility. But this idea of being empathetic towards everyone, just this blanket kind of empathy, you know, and openness of, hey, everybody's doing their best. Let me see where, where this person's coming from and how I can understand them. I don't think it's really all that smart to have that as a blanket assumption applied to absolutely everything, everyone. I think there does need to be a little bit of a pullback to say, do they warrant that? Are they really trying to do their best? Or are they in that percentage of population that you are not going to shift? You're not going to move. And knowing who they are, you know, you can work around them. You can work to bring them on side as much as possible. But I think understanding the limitations allows you to mitigate your expectations. And it's always our expectations that get us into trouble right? It's when we have an expectation for something to work out in a certain way that we get upset with the other person or the situation or, you know, the event company or whatever it is. I lost the contract and so now you're upset with that company. Whatever it is, we have expectations and when our expectations are not met, that's when we are more likely to get triggered. And so if we mitigate our expectations and say, you know, there is a segment of the possibility, sorry, segment of the population that is not doing their best, quote unquote, who can't be nudged along this, you know, continuum and say, you know, hey, how do we bring you on board to really be a team player? Because you're never going to be a team player. 
I think understanding that and just leaving space for it to be a possibility without it being wrong. See, there's the other thing is that I don't make that segment of the population wrong. It's like, that's who they are. That's where they function. And I'm going to look at that and say, okay, I know that they're out for their best interest. So if I want to sell something to them, whether it's, you know, a change idea or some management process um, or even, you know, a policy procedure or a product, I'm going to position it as what is in it for them. I'm going to position it as how they get what they need, which for the most case is power, prestige, or sympathy. Those are the three big ones. And, you know, once I understand that that's where they're going to be functioning from, I'm going to position it in a way that appeals to them, provided I want to actually work with them. Now, personally, I try to just sidestep that personality type altogether because it's kind of a waste of my time. I'm in the change realm as far as in the personal change, and these people don't ever think that there's anything wrong with them, so they're not looking to change personally. So it's kind of a waste of my time. However, if you work with teams, let's say you have an upline, you're in multi-level marketing, you have an upline, there's somebody in your upline that is a narcissist, you're going to need to be able to have some skills to bring them on board, to, to preface it in a way that it is about them getting what they want by helping you get what you want and you know, being able to, to get them to see that. So that's a whole other topic, which we can dive into for quite a bit. But I just wanted to kind of challenge this idea that that we have to leave space for everyone and assume that they're all doing their best. And I love the concept on the surface. It's a it's very much in the psychology world of you know trying to be inclusive to everyone. And I think we can be inclusive to everyone while also realizing that some people are not ever going to be coming from that place of your best interest. They're not going to want to have the interest of humanity as a whole. It's strictly about them. And to not delude ourselves into thinking it's any different. The rest of the population, we can absolutely have compassion. And when you have compassion, you start asking questions and you, you know, you get that engagement going it's amazing how much they shift and open up and you find out what is going on with them as opposed to assuming that they're just an arse, right? And, you know, one of the things that came up in the conference was this idea of navigating difficult conversations and situations in that, you know, intrinsically who we are, we will always first and foremost come from this perspective that if something goes wrong with me and I'm not, you know, reacting well, it's outside circumstances that's causing it. And when we see that happening with somebody else and we see them behaving and reacting, we assume and we project that it is them. So they're a bad person, but I have situations that are affecting me, causing me not to be a good person in that moment, right? And this is where we naturally come from. And this is where I see this application of, you know, assuming that people are trying to do their best, uh, granted, for the 85% of the population, when we get to understand and we say, okay, what's going on? What is the circumstances causing you to be like that? And we can get curious. We can ask questions. We can really shift those people along. And again, it's just this awareness that, you know, when you're working with somebody who's in that 15% of the population, to know that when it doesn't work, it's maybe not you. 
it's maybe who they are and it's not going to be possible no matter how many amazing skills you have, no matter how much you drop into the space, no matter how much you you know get out of your own way, that's not going to shift because it's not in their nature to be able to shift. So again, around to my theme of you're not broken. When it doesn't work, it's time to pull back and really evaluate what's going on. Are they in that segment of population that are not going to shift and so it doesn't matter how many great tools you have? Or do you need to drop in and get some more tools of how to mitigate all of your internal landscape, all the internal um, bugaboos and triggers and things and clearing them out of the way so that you can show up in this open state of curiosity for the other person and find out what's really going on with them. So that is another exciting episode of the Inner Dominatrix podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Be sure to join the Facebook group, access your Inner Dominatrix, and check out the latest book, The Inner Dominatrix Guide, Become a Badass in Business. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Inner Dominatrix. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tell your friends. And for more, join the Facebook group, Access Your Inner Dominatrix. Till next time, have fun.